Hello, Plenty. This is Don. This is Nick. And this is Ryan. This week we are covering Playdate news, recent indie releases, and giving you your episodic dose of boops with our relatively new segment, Pixel Panel. Thank you for listening. Let's get started with some news and notes. Sorry, I, th- I thought that part needed some air horns. Uh, hold on, I- I'm not doing my job. Boopity boop boop boop. News and notes. Oh, they're going to drop the boops for an air horn mouth noise or something <laughs> possibly the beginning there i wasn't sure it worked well not possibly easily the biggest playdate news week since the playdate awards boo, boo, boo. this was i guess it was playdate update just the playdate march update but uh they dropped some big bombs on us we got the catalog not mm. only details leaked not leaked details given but the, the catalog is out Nice. They promised a uh, beginning of uh, Q1 2023. That's this that's mm-hmm. happening. This is this. We're in the Q1. It happened. Good job. It's... Panic Playdate catalog. Good job they made all it. Of those things and people that made that happen. Many promises fulfilled. Mm-hmm. So, they they got right to it. Um it's a very good video by the way. It's fairly short. It's like 15 minutes long maybe. Mm-hmm. With lots of news, not just catalog news, but you can see a lot about catalog and a lot of the games are about to discuss in the catalog if you watch the uh, YouTube video. So, there'll be a link in the show notes to the Playdate update video. But um some games that are, we've been waiting for for a long time are part of the catalog, which you update your play date which i'm guessing it will would have pushed the update by now if you didn't manually do it but you can manually update your play date in the game section not in the system update section but in the game section you look for a new game and it'll push the catalog and it'll also show up in your menu now when you push the uh home button it'll show up as a setting there so pretty easy to find and then when you open it up it shows like a little storefront like a little e-shop or whatever with uh, right now, there's 16 games there. So, did you guys did you guys get a chance to poke around and check it out? Uh, I just used the web version. Uh, I haven't done anything on the device yet, um, but the web version is really easy to use, and uh, I was able to purchase some stuff the day they released catalog, and and it was on my device when I was ready to interact with it. So that was pretty cool, seamless. Yeah, nice. I did it. I did it through the uh, device itself. Uh, the little teal light was screaming at me for a couple of days until I, uh, you know, poked it, and then it just did what it was supposed to. It was real easy. Did a quick system update, and now I can catalog away. It's really, really seamless. How about you, Don? Well, I was going to ask Nick when you did it on the desktop. Did it have you set up your credit card information just right there when you went to hit the buy button? Yeah, I figured that was going to be easiest since, you know, they needed the credit card information anyway. Might mm-hmm. as well just do it online instead of doing it on the device. But uh, I figured I'd interact with it on the device at some point in the future, but didn't really need to do it right up front. Cool. I yeah. kind of did a hybrid. I interacted on the device, but the device brings up a QR code when you go to check out. Hmm. Okay. And so then I was like, eh, I'll just do it on the on the site. So I had <laughs> yeah. my credit card there anyway. Uh, you also have the option to add a PIN number if you want an extra level of security there. 
which is pretty cool. But yeah, it is nice. You can just buy the games right on the site. And then kind of like when you sideload them on itch or whatever, um, they push to your device. Mm-hmm. Very slick. So, well, um, well, maybe we should start with what games you guys picked up and then talk a little bit about what else is on there. Should we talk a little bit about the difference between catalog and itch and any other storefront that might exist? Sure. Um, as well. So catalog is a curated uh, mm-hmm. group of applications. It might be games, might be apps, might be whatever uh, for the play date that is hosted by panic. Um, so it's got on device access so you can uh, browse through the entire storefront on the play date itself and then purchase stuff and then immediately start using it as opposed to other third-party storefronts, be it itch.io or something else, you know, any person can set up a storefront to sell Playdate apps. Uh, and then they're all sideloaded through the uh, Playdate website's sideload interface. Um, those then show up on your Playdate, uh, but there's that uh, intentional break between um, purchase or download on the third-party store and then uh, playing on the Playdate, and Catalog removes that. So uh, if your app makes it to Catalog, uh, it is much easier to um, interact with it, especially for those who are reluctant to uh, learn about sideloading or use sideloading. I feel like you're referring to someone. I am. (laughs) A lot of, uh, really, it's a lot of people. Yeah. It is. Um, and that's my point. So I've, I've heard a lot of uh, news stories recently, especially podcasts and so forth, where um, the hosts were lamenting the fact that the Playdate was this thing that mm-hmm. seemed cool, but there wasn't much for it uh, because I guess they interacted with some of the season games and then stopped messing with it, which is kind of wild to me. Um, because there's this whole universe of these awesome third-party indie games, um, which we've been talking about. Um, so it's cool that uh, there's this uh, direct link to uh, these games, and especially you know, kind of the highlights uh, that Panic has has handpicked for catalog, um, because hopefully that'll encourage adoption and interaction, and maybe uh, even uh, cause some people to explore outside of their comfort zone and start looking at sideloading as well through third-party app stores and the like. I think I saw some devs mentioning that they saw a boost in traffic on itch the day and the day after catalog was announced. Huh? That's so it's definitely surprising. Up interest. Maybe that's just huh. people picking up their play date and messing around with it too. Hmm. Yeah. Very interesting. Uh, I, I, I was about to ask Nick, how do you suppose that the implementation of catalog is going to boost itch sales? It seems like, if anything, it might do the opposite. Like, oh, here's this easy on-device store, and I don't no longer have to make a, another an, an additional step to sideload the game onto my device. So there is one extra step, and that is that you have to load that credit card information in on the Playdate site. So while you're in there, uh, it's an opportunity to see that, oh, there's this sideload link. Um, you know, it just depends on the person and their willingness to explore and uh, and read. Um, but Pesky words. 
<laughs> uh, not singling anybody out in particular, Ryan. Um, but yeah, it's, uh, it, it has the potential to uh, be a big boon for the platform in general. And I think it's uh, a big step towards um, broader acceptance of the playdate outside of those season games. So, yeah, well said, Nick. I feel like that was a one way conversation between you and me. Thank you very much. <laughs> it's interesting on the sideload page, it kind of like is a catalog of games that I've sideloaded. Mm-hmm. But now the catalog games that I own are not included in that sideload page. Yeah. They're not really included anywhere, as far as I can tell. They are in the uh, oh, download in list section. on the device. So uh, could... Yeah, they're on the device, but they're also on the orders page on the oh, website. I'm okay. just looking at the website. Okay. Which is kind of neat. Yeah. But also shocking. I didn't realize. It shows you how much you paid. and oh, Ryan's swinging at the camera. Uh-oh. Gesticulating wildly. <laughs> I'm, I was doing my best to mute there. My My son is, you know doing a booty dance and trying to do i'm not oh. sure what right now is this is this is bedtime come on oh lord there was door slamming and everything i thought for sure you guys heard all that anyway back to the show yeah thank you nick for the uh for going over catalog and i guess now might be the best time to mention the uh the type form yeah yeah thing there is a submission process, like Nick said, it is uh, curated, and so um, they just want special things, special games that and apps that kind of they handpick and they want to highlight on the store. So there are good things that will not be on the catalog, but mm-hmm. they um, are picking certain things that they they do want to highlight there. So there is a submission process, and you're welcome to submit your your works there. Um, there's I clicked through it like I was going to submit something and they really talk you through is your product a good fit for us? This is what we're really looking for. These are other options you have before catalog. If you are interested in putting it on Shopify or itch. Um, so, so what were the you have other options? What were the attributes of games that they were looking for? What did they specify before you went through the trouble of designing something? What did they say? So this is this is after you've designed something, yes. and when when you're ready for it to be featured on their store, you're yes. prepping the submission. So they're walking you through um, kind of the final marketing pieces. So what makes this the best application of its type for the playdate? Um, that's kind of what they're looking for. So you have to justify the existence of your app, which makes perfect sense. Like if if you don't think it's fantastic then why would anybody else think it's fantastic? So um, they, they kind of talk you through it, and it's like a beginner's uh, game marketing uh, tool, which is really cool. But were they specifying things like it's got to be all ages or it needs to uh, have some sort of gaming aspect to it or it has to use the crank or... No, let what? me let me go over some of the things. There's not a whole lot, but let me go yeah. over some of them. Yeah. Um, one of those pesky words. <laughs> your title should feel finished and polished, giving the customer something they'll be happy they bought. So it specifically calls out small games or test games will be less likely to be included, unless, of course, they do something special or unique. Um, your title should be one of the best in your genre. That's something Nick kind of hit on. We're looking for things that really, truly shine. So 
should be really the top of the genre. Uh, it's okay if your title is not a game. Apps and utilities, books or whatever, welcome to apply. Uh, your title shouldn't be hateful or offensive. Um, and then they go through what that means. Um, we may pass on your title for any reason, even if they meet the requirements above. But don't worry. If we do pass, you can still sell your Playdate game in many other ways. And they go through how you do that. I didn't see anything on here that said you have to use the crank. Um, it has to apply. It has to appeal to all ages. I don't think I saw anything like that. I don't didn't see anything about a ratings board. Uh, Nick, unless you no. need to correct me, no. I don't think I saw anything like that. Um, the terms are a little bit different. They are not as flexible as something like itch. Um, you keep 75% of the sales revenue. And then they also subtract uh, Stripe card fees. So they say typically 2.9% plus a 30 cent transaction fee. So something like, um, what is it? A joke that only costs a dollar or something like that. So that would automatically be, they would keep 25 cents off of that plus 30 cents plus roughly three cents. So you're down to what, 43 cents or something. I'm not good at math, but anyway, so that's one of the reasons why you might go to itch where itch lets you move that slider all the way to zero. I think, mm. right now, credit card fees, there's nothing you can do about it. You still have to pay credit card fees on itch. But this is a little bit different. However, they handle the distribution, credit card processing, um, fraud prevention, returns, builds, and hosts. You handle support, bug fixes, and updates. And This you can, is catalog you're talking this about. This is catalog, yes. Yeah. Um, they also, in bold print, it's not exclusive. You can also distribute your title anywhere else. And we'll talk oh, about that in a cool. minute. Wow. So it's not trapped on catalog. It's not exclusive right. to catalog. Which is really cool. That's incredible, actually. Yeah, yeah. Thinking about that from a, a publishing standpoint, which is you know where I come from. Uh, typically, mm-hmm. there's exclusivity clauses for at least a specific amount of time. Like maybe they keep it for nine months or a year or something before you can take it somewhere else. I I can't believe that even at launch they allow you to take it elsewhere too. Yep, that's really interesting. I'm compl- I'm continually surprised at how open panic is to new devs to giving them freedom to allowing anybody onto the platform and now again in this catalog uh description that you're so kindly reading to me Don thank you um again with allowing people to take their games anywhere even once they're on that's amazing yeah, they seem just really flexible. And I saw somewhere specifically a lot of the prices end in zero to like eight dollars, four dollars, two dollars. And they mentioned this is like our one shot to try this. So right. let's try it at eight dollars. Let's try it at four dollars, not five ninety nine or two ninety nine, which I thought was interesting. But they they're just kind of rethinking how they wanted to launch a store. And Panic was in a position at one point where they could have ended up as iTunes if my understanding is correct, the way that they were forming Mac software. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't have all the history here, but they were sort of in the running for something like that years and years ago. Mm. Um, I don't know. We'd, we'd have to dig in deeper for that, but I saw that come up in the discussion as well. We'll panic. They had, a, they were in the running years ago. So they've been in that, they've been dealing with this type of thought process for a long time. Mm-hmm launching a, a virtual store so interesting so far it feels good 
I don't know. And it's very cute. You can, uh, when you're buying something, you can turn the crank and like crank it tighter and tighter and tighter to make a purchase. Nick, that's one thing that the desktop is, is lacking unless you can click your mouse tighter and tighter and tighter. Or something. <laughs> I, I was cranking the mouse actually. Okay. Um, uh, or you can just hit a, you don't have to use the crank by the way. Um, should we talk about some of the games that are out there? Let's do it. All right. So Ryan, do you want to talk about your most anticipated game of all time? <laughs> so the follow-up, the spiritual follow-up to Whitewater Wipeout is carved. And it's a snowboarding game. Looks like it's going to be uh, graphically enhanced even past the gigantic wave that we were so enamored with when it came out on week one. Um, Not carved. Not carved. Carved Jr. Carved Jr. Oh, okay. Thank you. And uh, yeah, I have not played it yet because I have about enough time to play our <laughs> pixel panel game between episodes and uh, not a lot else. So uh, I am anxiously awaiting to play Carved Jr. Carved Jr. Yeah, Ryan had the week from hell. <laughs> Just happened to be when... when uh, I wasn't, wasn't going to bring that up. This is a safe we, space. We won't go too deep. Yeah, this, is a, this is a place a busy of escapism. Week. Nick, Full every of week boops. is busy. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Nick, did you have is is your most anticipated game of all time in this list as well? Uh, I actually I've made a purchase and I downloaded. Uh, there were two free games, which sort of, depending on how you look at it, extend the season kind mm-hmm. of of uh, season one on the playdate. Uh, but I also picked up a Grand Tour. Um, okay, which uh, I'm I love to. Uh, commute with the bike so um and i haven't been able to do that uh for a little while um because of uh working uh 100 million hours a day so um i'm (laughs) this is the closest connection i will have to biking for a little while and so i was uh enamored with that when i saw the the graphics look cool oh my gosh the video for that game just had me so tickled the the animation of the guy's <laughs> butt flopping up and down <laughs> as he's riding the bicycle. So perfect. Yep. Um, I'm forgetting who it was. Someone in our Discord ended up selling me on Grand Tour Legends. I was thinking you had to like sit there and crank over and over to ride your bike. And that was a hard pass for me. But he said, no, you have to like, <laughs> you have to strategize when not to pedal. Yeah. Get a rest and use your stamina. So then that sold me on it. So I did play that one a little bit. What'd nice. you think, Don? Uh yeah, it's fun. I wish I need to figure out how to view uphill and downhill a little easier. It's hard for me to tell when I'm going uphill and downhill. So maybe mm-hmm. there's a tell that I'm missing. Um, so I do not have the stellar uh lap results that some of the guys on the Discord have. I need to add a channel. They're just throwing their high scores wherever. We need to get a channel on there. High score beat down. Yeah. Oh, and I, I did want to mention, so like I'm looking at the Grand Tour Legends screen right now, and there's a bunch of links at the bottom to their Twitter, their Instagram, et cetera. Um, when you submit a game and you it's accepted to catalog, you can add whatever links you want um, for tech support or gaming manual or whatever um, to this page. So you're, you own your little page on here in the catalog. Yeah. So it's kind of like itch, um, but mm-hmm. hosted by panic. Yeah. Um, I wanted to mention direct, direct drive is out a game yes. that we've been, we've talked about a little bit. 
and we've been really watching. Um, Super excited own, for this one. It's a, it's a silent movie musical game about being an intern in the music industry in the 20s. So it's, uh, yeah, right after Nick's own heart. So you're basically judging the speed of the vinyl record while people are recording so that you get a good recording. Um, I've only played a little bit of it. Haven't played a whole lot yet, unfortunately. Um, but very, very polished, very cool. So Art are you recording amazing. at 78 RPMs all the time? I guess. I don't know. That's a lot of fast cranking. <laughs> I, I haven't I haven't put a speedometer on my arm, so I'm not sure. Okay. Um, Ski was another one I was really looking forward to. It's sort of like a flying auto runner. You're trying to go up a hallway, down a hallway, and not hit stuff. And everybody's been chasing high scores on that one all over Twitter and on our Discord. That one's been a lot of fun. Um, and then there are several games. I mean, there's more games on here, but there are several games that uh, we did see on Itch previously, like mm-hmm. Tapeworm Disco Puzzle, uh, Down the Oublette, Bloom Island, mm-hmm. joke worth ninety nine cents. Yep, yep. And um, there was a huge update to uh, to Bloom as well, and they pushed it same day to uh, people who had purchased it on Itch. Mm-hmm. So um, pretty neat. Uh, that non-exclusivity thing is uh, really cool and already working out in owner's favor. That is yeah. really nice. I was wondering if you were going to have to buy into the catalog version of Bloom to get the new content. That's that's really neat that they push that over to you for buying it an itch too. In mm-hmm. for a joke that's worth ninety nine cents, you do have to buy the new version to get the new jokes, and there's new content there. But it's it's a dollar. But when, um, yeah, when they all finish the initial joke, and then yeah, <laughs> um, on Bloom you don't have to, uh, so that's nice. But um, some people were unclear, like would they get the would it update their itch version if they already owned it, etc. It's not they don't cross pollinate itch and right. catalog. They the two separate things. So if any, you own it on one, that doesn't mean you own it on the other. Any different storefront has to be updated manually yep. through side loading. Um, Outside of catalog, catalog's the only thing that'll auto update. Yes, um, and the botanist is finally out, which we love the demo. So I have not tried this one yet. But oh, uh, this is the full version. Yeah. yeah. Oh, cool. Our interactive comic. Yeah, very exciting. So definitely want to play that. We will be. I should mention we will be reviewing Real Steel and Recommendation Dog uh, at some point soon. And they will be slotted into our season one rankings. Um, so we will be doing that in the upcoming episodes. Recommendation Dog is pretty short, but uh, Real Steel feels more like a gamey type season one game. But we'll they're both by Sweet Baby Inc. And we will find a place to stick them in there and get them reviewed. Uh, somebody asked us in the uh, Discord, I think. And Playmaker. Playmaker's one. It looks like Mario Paint. That's one that I really want to try. Anyway, all the games on here look really good. So if you don't already own them, um, if I if I didn't already own them, they're, I want to buy all of them. But I was trying to not buy all of them. I did, <laughs> however, do the math. Yeah, I did the math on how much all of the new games cost mm-hmm. or how much all of the games total cost. Are you interested? Yeah, I want to know. All right, just buying the new games that were not previously released would cost uh, $76. Okay. And if you include the $27 in previously purchased 
um, games. That's $103 if you buy the entire catalog. If you divide it by the 16 games, that's $6.43 per game. Okay. So two of, those, two of those are free, Ryan. I see you trying to do the math. No, so I, I was actually trying to think about the Playdate itself because we purchased that for 179 bucks and we got 24 games with it. So that's a steal. And speaking of the Playdate price, um, let's talk about that for a little bit because that was another part of the catalog announcement that came down the pipeline here. Mm-hmm. Um the Playdate is increasing its price from $179, which it has been since its announcement, to $199. So it's only a $20 price increase. But if you're on the fence about purchasing this at $199 versus $179, well, you still have until April 7th. 2023 to get your play date at the $179 price. So basically from the time of announcement, Panic gave everybody one month to get their play date orders in and uh, lock in that $179 price because just like everything else in our topsy-turvy world, uh, prices are going up at an exponential rate. Uh, I'm actually surprised they were able to keep it at just under two hundred dollars so panic nice work and thank you yep so get it in now yeah and that's 26 games in that season so that's 688 a game this is a very nice device with a lot of cool software and uh it's really shocking to me that they've been able to keep the price down as low as they have even at two hundred dollars i think um it's I, I don't know how they're making much, if any, money off of this at all, um, because uh, yeah, I mean, there's there's a lot of stuff in this that is pretty expensive, and the assembly on it must be uh, very expensive. Um, well, thankfully for Panic, they've sold a couple of these things, so they've got to have yeah. a little bit of uh, what do they call that? My brain is not working right Cash? now. um you know uh, numbers that help things positive numbers yeah uh, that when you make more of a thing then you can make more of a thing because there's more of it anyway um but me for myself anyway the the point i was trying to make was that uh it's it's impressive to me that they've managed to keep this price down so long and that they're still managing to keep it down below what i uh would imagine that this device would sell for so um, pretty cool. Very cool. So hop on it if you're on the fence. Um, and is that all we got on the update? I think, I think we've, we've talked about it quite a bit. You'll be hearing more about these games soon as we play them and review them and more games are coming. More games like art eight, the sequel mm. to art seven, uh-huh. brand new content, um, brand new secrets to find. So, I don't think there's a hard and fast date on it. I don't have it right here. Is or is, is it art and? I was going to say, is it art eight or is it art ampersand? Mm-hmm. Art and. Well, if um, you watch the trailer, it's an eight, and then he puts two dots. Next changes. Yeah, yeah. yeah. comes an eight. So, there's a fancy typographical alteration. I was very pleased with. <laughs> it was yeah. fun to see. Yeah. Well, we should clarify with Ledbetter. I think Nick's right, though. I think it's art and. 
It's a secret embedded within the announcement. Nice. Very exciting. Whatever it is, it's coming to catalog soon. Yeah. So that's great. Uh, group three has shipped out all the way. And oh, the other thing I wanted to mention, playdate.store also officially, officially, officially launched. This is not what? related to panic at all. Yeah, what this is a third party storefront? It's a third party storefront, yes. Okay. So oh. I purchased Craner from this store many, many, many months oh, yeah. ago. Mm-hmm. Um, but there are a lot of other games there. So okay. well worth a look. Uh, games and apps. So I'll have to look at what the difference in terms is between this and itch and yeah. so forth. Um, we were talking in the Discord briefly just to continue dev talk here for a minute about um, the disadvantage of itch. And one of the one of the issues with it is that there's not a dedicated playdate space there's a playdate tag but it's mm-hmm. not uh it's not great at catching everything so um it can be difficult discoverability is very difficult so catalog is obviously a, like a huge exposure difference between that and itch and um yeah playdate.store might be similar uh just on the third party side like itch so i have to check that out again it's been been a long time. Saves saves you having to try and navigate the itch things. That's a great point. Yeah. So, am I mistaken, or does Playdate dot store have one, two, three, four, eleven total games right now? Is that am I seeing uh, that right? Let me look. It's it's possible. It's around there. I think it was about five last time I looked. Yeah, it looks like eleven right now. Okay. Yeah. Interesting. So, but it is another storefront where you can uh, feature your game, and like cool. Nick was was saying, you don't have to dig around. Yep. And I have used it. That's where I got Craner. So very easy to use. Purchase and then sideload. So anyway, it officially yep. launched. They got new artwork and stuff. So it's looking really slick now. Okay, uh, Ryan, you had a quick news note before we get into indie inventory. Yes, hoobity boob. Guess what I got, guys? I got my uh, Spike 2, the Great Emu War limited edition box. It arrived in my hands today, just in time for the episode, and I wanted to send a nice job out to Jan, who put this together. It's got not only the very nice box. Here it is, guys. This doesn't do anything for our audience, but uh, you can see it looks just like a a game box and it comes with a pin. I'm not going to hold these up because the audio, um, several stickers. One of them is a sticker sheet that includes like nice little pixelated, uh, icons. And then I think the, the winner of all this is this little chick track, uh, instructional manual that includes a comic inside. (laughs) It is, it is quite literally, I'll bet it is, awfully close to chick track size um but uh it it starts out with a comic do you want me to do a dramatic reading of the comic for you no no we'll save that for people who purchase okay here it comes anyway no i'm just kidding uh and then (laughs) after the comic there's some instructions and uh goes over the game and then some uh credits at the end but what a lovely little package that was put together here Jan only made 50 of these, sold out of them. I just got mine after, I think I announced last episode that he'd sold out. And then all of a sudden it's in my hands from, you know, 
another country, like he's moving fast on these things. So if you don't have your box yet, I'm assuming it'll be in your hands awfully soon. Uh, so anyway, I wanted to make that mention because, um, you know, pre-orders happen and sometimes they don't get fulfilled, but boy, howdy was this filled with a quickness and exactly like he said it would. So nice work to Goloso Games uh, on that. Very cool. Yeah, I'm jealous. Yeah. That looks great. Looks awesome. Envious, not jealous. Envious. There we go. Is there a big distinction there? I don't know, but it's more correct, right? One sounds it? one sounds cooler. Jealous, yeah. envious. Yeah. I thought it was sort of synonyms there. And covetous, coveting. Yeah, that that one know. sounds. You're trending more evil now. So, um, I put a pox on your bloodline. Yes. There Nick. we go. Yeah. Hey. <laughs> Uh, I don't know if you've heard, but uh, there's another segment coming up. Andy Inventory. Don. We're doing a call call to arms. These games we are going to inventory and indeedness. Let's review them. Yeah, let's get back on the train. Let's get back on the stick. Review some games. It really helps devs of these great titles that we bring up every week. It helps them raise their profile. And like we've mentioned already on this episode and most episodes, itch search optimization, not very good. So they need all the uh, the clicks they can get. You don't have to leave a review, but you, if you can just click the stars, even that helps. If you just, want to leave a review, that's great. But um, A little interjection here. Yes, uh, Nick, correct me. Ma- no, not a correction, uh, just an addition. Um, making games is very, very difficult and time-consuming. And it is uh, a big creative effort. And so uh, if you enjoyed the work of an independent creator, it's important to let them know in some way. Um, And if reviews are things that independent creators are saying will help them, um, I would strongly encourage anybody to um, make those reviews. Let let them know how you feel uh, on any storefront, but on itch. Uh, especially it's interesting because you can rate via star or with a textual review to allow others to see your opinion. Um, You can just click the number of stars that you think the thing is, and that's totally fine too. Um, Or you could hand knit them a macrame plant holder if that doesn't work for you, or um, there are probably another several things you could do. There are many expressions of gratitude that can be uh you know given to independent devs just just a reminder it is it is a huge undertaking to um make anything especially as an independent entity so um if uh indie devs are saying this is something they want then um you know uh try try to try to listen and that'll encourage more independent uh development all right, guys, guess what? We're over half an hour into the show, and we are only on our second segment. So, Don, right, you want to take it away? <laughs> I'm, ha- I'm enjoying listening to Nick, but fine. Um, <laughs> first up, go review Core Fault by Squid-, Squid God Dev and Dave Makes. It's a joint effort. This is a bullet heaven game. You move a little thing around, you try and kill things without getting killed. Um, it is excellent. The sound design is fantastic. This is a must-buy game. $6. Uh, next up, Ryan, what is this next game? 
what is this next? Oh, ho, ho, ho. we've come to a new release from SN Studios. This is called The Lush's Land. This is a uh, follow-up to Tochi and Tochi 2 Senchi. It is a spinoff. Uh, I have downloaded and not played, as our great friend Nick likes to say, but uh, I am really looking forward to this game because guess what? Breaking boobity-boop-boop news and notes, the Lush's Land is going to be next episode's Pixel Panel Pick of the Week. So uh, if you want to get in on that, uh, you know, episode 28 action, you can start playing that right now. Yeah, looking looking forward to that. It looks it looks really cute, really fun. Um, next up is a game called Slider X by German Home. I hope uh, this one was a little hard to wrap my head around. It's sort of like a matching game, but on four different boards. It's like chess 4D. But anyway, um, it's it's free to play. You try it for like a minute, and, and you'll get it. Basically, you just don't want the blocks to build up towards the center block. So you're sliding blocks up, down, left, and right. You got to kind of see it. It's hard to describe over my voice <laughs> in listening. So you got to see the images. But uh, take a look at it. Slider X. It's free to try. Give it a shot. Um, last up, this one you cannot find in the store. So click the link in the show notes because for some reason it's not showing up yet. From Zanya Lasagna, it is finally out. It is called Soothsayer. The Oracle Pus knows all, but it's it's coming in three parts. The first one is Soothsayer the Spiritum, then Soothsayer the Oracle Pus knows all part one, and then part two. So when you download it, you get three different games sort of on your device. They're split into three sections. So it's a lot, and there's a lot of content on here. Magic 8-Balls, Fortune Cookies, Tarot Card Readings. There's narrative there's rpg elements there's a whole lot going on there's lore you get a whole big manual and if you solve uh if you find enough codes and passwords inside the actual game to crack the code you can unlock a lore book file that comes with the game too it's a lot that's a tremendous amount of content. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I started finding pieces of the passwords, but I have not formed the whole password. So I haven't even locked the uh, the whole thing yet. I just got it last night, so I haven't played all of it yet. But um, it's finally here. There's a lot to it. And Zanya Lasagna, check her out on Twitter because she's always posting cool stuff, uh, cool art. And she's doing some sort of promotion with this. Anyway. Uh, it's it's overwhelming. There's just so much going on here. So it's every a lot time, to swallow. Every time a new Zanya joint drops, it makes me so happy because yeah. <laughs> I don't know if you guys remember, but when Zanya released uh, Reach the Ocean, they were talking about how they basically learned a programming language to make that game. And so they're a very new developer. Mm -hmm. And it seems like game development has really sunk its claws deep into Sonya. I mean, look at this incredibly fleshed out, deep, immersive game that was just released. I know they've been working on it a real long time, and it's so cool to see it finally released. So congrats, Sonya. We can't wait to play this some more. This is like the Playdate Sword of the Rings right here or something. <laughs> Very yeah. cool. Yeah, yeah. It's, a, it's a lot. All right. Well, nice work keeping the indie inventory briefed on. That means we're on to 
Beauty boo 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 pixel panel. Beep 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 boo. Hey, you're driving the car. Yeah, that was Nick. Yeah. Uh, all right. So, <laughs> thanks, Ryan, for all, all those beeps and stuff. All those beeps, I got to edit out. Yeah. Uh, anyway, hopefully, you'll be treated to some blissful silence before this. But uh, I'll put them back in the post. <laughs> don't worry. <laughs> if not, um, today's pixel panel game is called Post Hero, and it's by Scenic Route Software. Uh, it is seven ninety nine on itch.io, and everybody, it's a point and click adventure game. Very Dang. exciting. Um, so one of my favorite genres uh, and on the playdate. So um, very cool. When Scenic Route Software announced this was coming, I was super excited and uh, got really uh, interested in, in the creation aspect. And um, I mentioned some stuff about uh, how how cool it would be to um, have dev tools like they used and um, I didn't mean to <laughs> express that they were going to release those dev tools. So uh, I need to apologize again up front here for making it sound like that was a thing that was coming. Um, I was just uh, excited, carried away. So anyway, as Nick tends to get. Yeah, the, the game is here and uh, Ryan, Don and I have all played it and completed it. Uh, mm -hmm. We're going to attempt to keep spoilers to a minimum here in the first few minutes of this discussion. But uh, as this is a point and click adventure game, spoilers are probably going to be coming uh, fast and frequent uh, here. So if you're wanting to go in unspoiled, uh, I would say maybe save the rest of this for a later day. But um, let's, maybe, let's give some quick general impressions and then people who really want to play it unspoiled can check out. Yeah, you know okay. what? Maybe I could give them some boops before the spoiler comes. <laughs> okay. Um, so um, essentially you are playing as a postal worker and you have to, it's a point and click adventure game. So of course you have to complete a series of tasks. Uh, the tasks uh, range from comedic to uh, straightforward, I would say. Um, none of the puzzles are particularly uh, crazy. Uh, there there are some point-and-click adventure games where that's kind of the deal, is that mm -hmm. the, the puzzles are made to be intensely difficult, and, you know... Uh, it's like the only game that you play for months and months and months because whatever the solution is, is ridiculous and you would never consider it in a million years. Anyway, this is not one of those. It's a much friendlier point and click adventure game. Um, say, that sounds like an awful experience, Nick. What are you playing? <laughs> uh, there's quite a few of them like that. <laughs> um, so anyway, uh, we'll talk about that off air sometime. Yes, sorry to derail you. Uh, so you're, you're walking through the town and your main goal is to deliver mail. That's it. Um, so along the way, you have to solve different uh, obstacles, you know, make your way past different uh, things that prevent you from delivering that mail. So um, we'll talk a little bit more about that. But uh, I did want to, to discuss the controls of the game because uh, they're a little uh, unexpected, I guess I would say. Um, you have two buttons to interact with the world. Uh, there's no cranking, I believe. At least I 
I, I whenever I tried so. cranking, I don't think anything happened. Um, I'm uh, looking forward to the correction that is inevitably going to come <laughs> hearing of this <laughs> episode. But that's what episode twenty eight is for. <laughs> uh, but yeah, pressing A, uh, I believe, looks at a thing, and pressing B interacts with it. Um, a does double duty in that you have to hold it down for several seconds and then release it in order to view your inventory. And then pressing the A button on an item in your inventory will use that item in that context. So can I complicate that just a tad bit further? Please, I would love that. Because (laughs) you press A to look and there will be descriptions. Yes. However, I... Correct me if I'm wrong, Nick. I think you have to press B to get out of that description. You is do. Is that correct? That yes. is correct. Okay. Yep. Um, so uh, there's there's a, a few thoughts that I have about the controls. Um, and, you know, we'll get into those in a little bit here. But uh, I was curious, did you all um, have any issue navigating the world or using the controls or anything? Don, you want to start? Yeah, navigating the world, like as far as the map navigation, no. The map, I actually really enjoyed. Um, I got to where I knew where stuff was pretty well and could snap around pretty easy. Um, The controls I also kind of struggled with. Um, Yeah, I... I don't know what I would have done different, I guess. I don't, I didn't really examine it in that way, but there were definitely times where it took me a while to get used to pushing B to confirm things. I feel like that's kind of what it wanted. Yeah. And A to, we're all nodding (laughs) to go backwards. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I'm, I'm kind of with Don for the most part. I'm not sure what I would have done differently, but I think the one thing, Actually, I, I guess I take that back. The one thing I would have done differently about the the controls is I like that there's A to look, B to interact. That makes sense to me. But then when you press A to look, I want to just continue pressing A to see the next paragraph in the description and or to continue forwarding past that description. Mm-hmm. Like if I pressed A again, that's that makes me think, okay, I'm I'm done with that. And it's going to disappear, but then it didn't. And I felt silly. <laughs> and then I had to start pressing other buttons and inevitably it was B uh, to get me out of that description. Yeah. I, I ran into the same issue. The, the suggestion I would have aside from uh, allowing both buttons to progress any open dialogues would be to press the playdate menu button in order to access your inventory. So I played, oh. I played with the sound off for 50% of the time, and it was a real struggle to know when I was able to actually open my inventory. So I ended up just waiting for like five or six seconds each time, which felt like a lot of dead air. Um, and it didn't need to be that long. It's only because I had my sound off and I was being yeah. extra cautious. So um, those are those are a couple suggestions I would have if there would be you know, any improvement in a, a potential future installment or something? Nicholas Cornelius, Bartholomew Baldridge, would you mind if I push back just a little on that? Sure. Um, I'm thinking about that menu suggestion. And at first that sounded like a really great suggestion. But now that I'm thinking about it, 
I mean, don't you need that button to get to home and settings and all that? So what are you going to do? Bury the inventory within that list? Like that yeah. seems a little cumbersome. Lots of games use it. Yeah, it's, it's not gameplay? that. play? Yeah. It's not that uncommon. Um, but even if it was, I think that would be an appropriate spot for it if the other buttons are taken up. Now, the other potential thing that you could do is uh, utilize the crank sensor. If it's undocked, then open up the inventory. If it's docked, close the inventory kind of thing. I'm not super wild about that for just, a number of reasons. But... Just up up position is your inventory is open. Down position is your inventory is closed. Yeah. yeah. Something, Something like, like that. that. Um, again, that, I'm not super crazy about that suggestion. But anyway, um, yeah, I mean, that that would be one suggestion that I have. Another uh, thought that I have, these, I'm sorry that I'm front-loading these critiques here, but I've been... <laughs> I've been. We can't so, spoil. Get to the spoilers. Yeah, I, I really apologize, um, Scenic Route Software. What a dick! I, here, here's, here's my impression of the game. I loved it, so <laughs> I'm, I am going to say that up front. Uh, and I totally didn't, and I'm sorry because yeah, good save, I, Nick. Good save. I did not save that well. Um, I really love this game, and I enjoyed every minute um, of it. Uh, so except the controls we don't we don't have to <laughs> love every mo every part of every game we talk about too well i, I love lots of games i love breath of the wild and i hate the inventory system in that um well at any rate i really enjoyed the puzzles the the narrative structure and uh the humor of this game uh i guess that is the more appropriate way and the graphics for the most part i do have one quibble <laughs> the TLDR. with the graphics and uh -oh. that yeah so the the walking animation is great so it's left to right um but it's always left to right so if you mm. think of mm. a sierra mm. uh yep. animated adventure game yep um they had frames of animation and <laughs> this is this hits home particularly for me because i've re-implemented the same animation structure in a pinball machine uh which is way overkill for a pinball machine but um they had eight directions worth of animation so you have frames of animation oh, for moving nice. diagonally right left up down so if you had a an engine that is doing this and driving this the wilco engine that he mentioned um that can utilize uh be utilized for more than just this game um for making graphical adventures I might suggest making it so that more frames of animation are required for the main character sprite. Um, yeah, and I, I don't even think it needs to be eight directions. You could even stick with the cardinal directions, right. north, south, east, west. Yeah. Uh, but when you're going, like Nick said, when you're going up and down, your character sprite is left or right, one of the two. Um, yeah, that's a good suggestion too. I noticed that as well. I personally don't care. It didn't take it didn't take away from the game for me. It didn't take away from the gameplay, but it's it's one of those things that um, it was noticeable by its absence for me. Hmm. Um, so uh, I played Madonna's. Yes, well. <laughs> I, uh, <laughs> Can I we have... get to the spoiler stuff already? Yeah, because I, I, I feel like that's where the fun stuff are you is. Done ripping this thing stuff. to shreds, Nick. Or I, what? I am. I'm sorry, <laughs> Scenic Route Software. Um, 
So, uh, Don and Ryan, did you like this game? Hated yes! it. Yes. What? Oh, Don hated it. <laughs> <laughs> You're all jerks. I loved it. Uh, Don, did you want to say how much you loved it? No. Yeah, I, I enjoyed it. I wasn't. I mean, I hate this genre of game, but I like this <sighs> dev, and I'm glad Don. that it was not a really obtuse point and click adventure game. If it was. Yeah. I would have just been leaning on Nick the whole time. <laughs> and it wasn't. It was like, okay, obviously uh, a dog likes playing with a ball, that kind of thing. Right. It wasn't like uh, 10 steps to get to the dog playing with the ball. Yeah, um, I, That would have really annoyed the hell out of me. I do not like that. And a lot of the games I grew up with were those games that Nick is talking about. And I was just, that's just how it was. Mm-hmm. And I liked those games and the humor in them. And that's what kept me playing them. But I just didn't know any better. And I wasn't in my forties and had a limited amount of time and no patience. So it was fine at the time, but now I don't have the patience. And what I like about post hero is really, it took like probably less than two hours to play through. Um, we'll talk a little bit. I did hit, I did hit a place where I was stuck and it was kind of a stupid reason I was stuck. Nick and I ended up getting stuck at the same part, basically. Um, but even then, once we solved that one little thing, like the ball kept rolling, I didn't get stuck again. I really like that. For someone who's not good at these games, I really appreciated that. It didn't treat me like a dummy. The humor was really good, but it wasn't gross out humor. It wasn't anything that I couldn't show with my kids, you know. But yeah. it was still, it wasn't dumbed down either. It was still right. cute and funny and whatnot. Um, the locations were fun. They weren't pandering. You know, I don't know. It was just like a good game. I will I will save something for spoilers that was different. <laughs> there was tonally something very alarming. But beyond that, yeah, I mean, I really enjoyed it. I gave it five stars when I rated it on uh, Hitch. So. Thanks for the reminder. Oh, and very clear, like uh, graphically very clear. Yeah. It was not muddied anywhere. We're like, uh, that's something the Playdate games suffer a lot is like, you can't tell what this is that or whatever. I don't think I ever ran into that issue. Like, oh, I, I didn't see this clue here or something. There was no pixel hunting, which is something these. Uh, yeah. I was going to say lots of pixels devoted to each character, uh, yeah. lots of personality in each one of them, which, by the way, can we just hoobity boop boop get into it with the uh spoilers already like, there's <laughs> your Ryan is really ready here i yeah. am i okay. want to talk about this game because there's so much to love here Yeah, we're almost at an hour okay you got three thumbs up so if you haven't played it go play it and then come back and listen to the spoiler all right spoiler time uh how much did you guys love the pizza sisters <laughs> like that was so fun that was exploring great. exploring their like line down the middle pizza shack (laughs) and their arguments and their ways to uh undermine one another and then ultimately it comes to fruition in one of the puzzles uh i thought that was super brilliant um i i really loved the balance of difficulty just difficult enough for me to like scratch my head once in a while but then like i'd push past and like things would really start falling into place for me and i felt good as a gamer like oh i'm i'm accomplishing things i can see my my points going up um i I didn't even mention that i I also like that it's a very like uh 
King's Quest one level of point system mm-hmm. uh, where, you know, it, it's not too many. It's like 150, 140, something or another. 45. Uh, thank you, Nick. Um, and uh, I love the fact. <laughs> I love the fact that you get points for sitting on benches. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And we haven't talked much about the sound design in here either, but there's this like clarinet sound for when the game starts up and also when you accomplish things, boop, 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 boop. Like the, uh, and I don't know, I I really enjoyed that. That made me happy. It's not a sound that I hear in video games very often. And so now that's like, uh directly linked to this game for me now when i hear clarinets i'm like oh is that post hero playing in the background um so yeah just lots lots to love here uh i think scenic route software put out the sprite sheet of the different characters and even just looking at that sprite sheet is such a joy i mean just to see the variety in character design um yeah, I I really enjoyed this game, and uh, I probably spent more than two hours. Now, I, I came back to it several times over the course of a couple weeks, uh, so maybe it was sort of the uh, context shifting that was happening with me where I'd go and do something else and forget a little bit about where I was in the story and had to like catch myself back up a little bit. So maybe that's why it took me a little longer, but I'm just putting it out there. If it takes you longer than two hours, don't feel bad because I kind of did initially, but it can take you longer (laughs) and that's okay. Uh, So those are some of my initial impressions of the games. Uh, Yeah. What else did you guys enjoy or not? Nick? (laughs) So the little musical reinforcement I thought was genius, and it's very reminiscent of Sierra games. Um, when you earn points in those games, they all have a little musical flourish, and it's very distinct, and it makes you take notice that you've done something good, uh, hopefully. Um, so uh, that was exciting. Uh, all the little nods to Sierra games just made me smile so much. Same. Yeah. Like on the screen with the dog, there's a tree. And if you examine that tree, there's a very obvious hole in the tree. And if you've ever played a King's Quest game, all of them uh, have a tree with a hole in them. Yeah. And there's some kind of uh, super incredible reward inside the yeah. hole in the tree. So this one is like, what are you doing? This isn't King's Quest. Are you dumb? Um, and it, talk, it you know talks badly about you for a while and then finally says, uh, fine. Here you go. It's you found a key. Good job. And, <laughs> and then you have something which turns in out to be completely useless. <laughs> for the entire game called useless key, which I thought uh, was so awesome. And um, there's so many opportunities to use, to use key it too. So yeah. it keeps reminding you of how useless <laughs> this thing is. That's oh, so great. No. Um, yeah. And unlike a lot of those early Sierra games. Um, this reminded me most of like parser based Sierra games, like as Ryan was saying, King's Quest one, but really the first four King's Quest games. Um, it, it really reminded me heavily of those. I know he mentioned he was influenced by, uh, Space Quest, uh, mm. and those, those first three Space yeah. Quest games, you know, it, it really harkens to that, that kind of time period, that engine of Sierra game. But the thing that it doesn't have is continuous uh punishing deaths yes um, 
You, so you that, can die. You can die, but yep. you respawn immediately. And I think that is so clever and so nice. Um, yes. I, I was very taken aback as a Sierra kid. Yeah. I was like, well, here I go. I need to start all over again. Yeah. Like, Wait, there I am. And whoa, my points <laughs> still exist. Still exist. And, and I didn't have to press save right before I died. Maybe they're weird. even higher than when you, before you died. <laughs> yeah, it was it was incredible. That was a great touch, and and I uh, was so thrilled by that. Another thing I was thrilled by were all the references to indie games that were in this. Uh-huh. Uh, yeah. QR codes everywhere. I will Lots say that nods. that yeah. was another interface challenge for me. Um, each reference to an indie game, like you might examine a sandcastle, and it'll uh, bring up a QR Castle code. Helios. Yeah. And then, yeah, a description of Castle Helios. And I thought that was so cool. And there's even a little shout out to the Hello Playdate podcast hey. on a pinball machine in the arcade. So um, go play. Thank you, Scenic Route Software. That was very kind of you. Yeah, that was extremely <laughs> kind. And a, another shout out in the the uh, the guide that's published with it. Um, Gosh, you thought that would have given him some leeway with this whole critique thing. I, I really messed up. I put that all up front. But... Um, Hopefully he's continued to listen to now. Um, <laughs> but uh, anyway, the, the the interface challenge that I had with that is that they appear and disappear unless you're holding the button. Um, I don't know if you all experienced that. Wait, Wait say what? that again? What does? So when you inspect the thing that gives you the yeah. QR code, unless you continue to hold the button down, you can't see the QR code anymore. It disappears. No, that's not true. Yeah, really? I don't agree either. No, okay. it toggles. I'll have to I'll have to check that again because maybe I was hitting the button super fast or something. So um, did you hold B as you ran around everywhere? No, I did not until I completed the entire game, and then I w- went into the credits or whatever it was, and it sort of walks you through the controls, and it said B can help you run, and I'm like, it can, oh, and what? so I tried again. Yeah, yeah, if wow. you hold down B as you're walking around, then you speed up. Oh my now, gosh! All that said. I personally was really pleased with the speed at which the yeah. character moved. I didn't feel like, oh, now I got to go through this whole screen again. Like it, it takes you through at a, a perfect speed, in my opinion. Uh, not too fast where I'm feeling like, oh, God, but not too slow where I'm feeling like uh, it's going to take me forever. Uh, but it was nice that that run cycle was built in. Mm-hmm. That was really cool. Yeah, I'll have well, to check that out. Well, I was going to mention, if you're holding B down all the time, it does lead to some interface issues. Oh. Okay. Yeah. Have those been mentioned to Scenic Route Software and or patches made? Well, he's he's the one who brought it up because I was like, yeah, um, I keep going in this door and I didn't mean to. He's like, well, you're probably holding B and when you let go, you're entering mm. the oh, door. Oh, okay, okay. Oh, okay. Or pushing up or whatever. I, I forget exactly, but yeah. Hmm. Anytime yeah, I, I found a, anytime I find a bug in any Playdate game, I try to tell the devs right away. Yeah, just so they can make it as you know the best that they can. If they choose not to fix it, that's fine. But yeah, it's really hard to remember after the fact. So um, yeah, it's I, I know that. So I don't mind. I don't know. That's very appreciated. I'm sure. Um, so nice job, Don. Yeah. Um, so what what other thoughts did you have, Don? Uh, Ryan and I have really monopolized this conversation. <laughs> um, so, well, so the big thing, the 
the ending. Can I talk about the ending real quick? Yeah, sure. So the useless key, I loved being useless the whole time. Yeah. And then the last property I opened was the, I don't know, it's like the big gate, basically, where you uh-huh. levitate right. over the gate. Yeah. yeah. So once I did that, um, I, um, I accidentally hit whatever the button was. Like some big text block came up and I accidentally hit A and the text went away. And so I messaged him. I was like, hey, man, like I hit the button on accident. Um, what did the text say? I can't reread it. And so he sent me, I, I finished the game. I finished my deliveries. And so he sent me the text and I was like, what is this talking about? What are you talking about? Um, this is what ha- I levitated over the thing. He's like, that's not the end of the game. And I was like, what do you mean? Like I have 141 points. I don't, that was my last delivery. And he's like, well, that's not the end of the game. And he like kind of spoiled it for me. So I'm glad I didn't really read what he sent me. So I thought that was the end of the game no. because that was my last delivery. Uh-uh. He's like, no, you need to go clock out at work or whatever. Right. Yep. So I went back to work to clock out and then you get shot. Oh Yeah. Yeah, and I was like, "Is this like a nod to Postal?" I don't know. Like, I didn't expect gun violence to be mm. part of it. Yeah, and it's sort of like a jokey thing because it's a, p- a disgruntled pirate and stuff. And like, I wasn't upset about it, but I'm just always on like I don't know. Even though I play <laughs> Fortnite all the time and stuff, like I, I didn't expect it in this game mm-hmm. um, to have a postal shooting. I guess anyway. So the the key stops the bullet. So then I was a little bummed out that the key wasn't useless, <laughs> which is dumb, I guess. But I, I loved that the key really was worthless up until that point. Um, I don't know. I think I would have been that much more surprised if I had just stumbled onto it. But now mm-hmm. I was kind of expecting, oh, something's going to happen when I go back to work. I wouldn't have known to go back though. Cause because I um, guess because I got that giant pop-up box, I really thought that was like, Hey, you beat the game. Now go explore town. And it went away in like a split second. Yeah. If you go talk to any of the NPCs, uh, I think maybe they direct you back to clocking out. Like, why don't you, why don't you go back to the post office? Something happened where I was told to go back there and hmm. I chose not to do it for a second and then did it. Uh, I think just, maybe that box says that. Maybe it does. I don't remember. I just sort of went back on my own because, well, oh, an, another thing that I really loved about this game is that you're supposed to deliver something to each house. And mm-hmm. when you do, a little check mark appears. Yeah, so you yes, know, like all right, this so nice. screen is completed. Right. So now you can move on, do the other things. I thought that was a brilliant touch. Yeah. Um, so. Is that After true? Though? I had... Sorry, is is what true? Is All that the interactive... checkmark thing true? Yeah, All the interactable is. elements are not uh, removed from that screen once the checkmark appears. Other okay. interactive things can happen after the checkmark. You delivered your, your package. Yeah, yeah, you deliver the package. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So once I had all my check marks up, I'm like, okay, well now I'm done, but I can still move around. So yeah. I guess I'll go back to the beginning. I'll go back to the post office and see mm. what's going on there. Uh, so I just sort of intuitively went back to it. Um, I don't know. Uh, it, it made sense in my mind, but I know that these puzzle type games are like, 
you sort of got to get into the mentality of the maker and sometimes yeah. that's hard to do so like whereas one person might find it intuitive to go back another person might not so if that's the case then maybe if there's not it sounds like maybe there is there, I, I didn't go talk is. to people afterward so i don't know I, but i got a notice to go back okay good um, good there's, and there's never a reason to go to the post office other than the beginning of the game. Uh, I guess if you want, that's candy. not true. Yeah, there's a there's a hint gnome that lives in the mailbox there. I could gnome. not get that hint gnome to talk to me. Is there a way you to? You have to give it an item, and then it tells you a riddle. I tried to give it every that. item in my inventory. Yeah, I never actually did it. I only found out through the hint book after the fact. So hmm. um, that that was a little disappointing for me because I thought, oh, this is an, an interesting way to deliver hints. And then I could never get it to work. I, I threw every object I had at him and I had a bunch of objects at one point. Hmm. So none, neither of you got the hint gnome to actually talk to you or give you hints? Oh, the hint, hint gnome works. I tried it. Um, I tried it twice. I don't remember what I showed him. Oh, I think it was the ass patch. The A55 patch. Oh, oh yeah. Oh, yeah. Right, right, right. <laughs> uh, for a long time, I couldn't figure out what I needed to do with that. until I mean, that's pretty obvious once somebody says, you know, when somebody tells you what they needed. But yeah, it took me a while for that to open up yeah um no it worked though both times how yeah. how quickly did you each get change from the payphone or was it the arcade it was game? just sitting there wasn't it? it the payphone yeah the payphone's right outside the circle j yeah i interacted the, with the payphone pretty quickly but i'm is. i'm interested where you guys got hung up i got hung up on the poop I figured that I needed it and that it was for fertilizer, yeah. but I could not for the life of me figure out how to pick it up. And I'm like using a napkin and like, no. <laughs> but of course in the end, I had it and it totally made sense once I used it. I'm like, oh, I'm such an idiot. But that's the part that hung me up. Where did you guys get hung up? So there's a house where you had to wear an umbrella hat to get past yes. the sprinklers. Yeah. Um, and I left that house right after making the delivery instead of picking the flower. Yeah. Um, so it, uh, I would have gone back to it eventually, but mm. we were all chatting and, and Don gave me that little spoiler. So that, that nice push, I should say, to go back <laughs> and check that out. So I did. I put spoiler tags around it. You did. You did. <laughs> Okay, um, so the thing with that particular house, that's where I was stuck too, is not only was it checked off, it was mm -hmm. like at the end of the street. Yes. And the house in front of it was checked off. I had no reason to go down that street anymore in my head. Yeah. It didn't occur to me to like, well, I knew I needed a flower yeah. to give to her, but I had no reason to go down that street again. It's, so I just kept walking past that street. That's one of the, the Cardinal Sierra game design things. If, if the scene changes in some way, you need to reinvestigate and... Oh. I, I did not. So that's uh, on me. But um, anyway, yeah, there's another scene like that uh, later on where the garage opens up. Yeah. Yes. Um, and you need to reinvestigate um, when that happens. So and it's not clear necessarily just looking at the sprite work what you need to investigate there. Um, yeah. So you, you do have to do a little bit of clicking there, but it is uh, it makes sense once you get the item that you acquire there. Um, yeah. so yeah, um, 
there were references to all kinds of point and clicks, uh, and I really enjoyed it. So, um, great suggestion, Nick. <laughs> yeah, good job, Nick. Did you guys read the manual? I did. Yeah, after the after the, the fact. Um, so it uh, it was really thorough and it was cool, and I was really yeah, was interested fun. in all the little shout outs at the end and um, yeah. everything. So uh, it was really neat to hear how uh, his children influenced the game's design and development mm-hmm. um, I, being a person that is interested in roping my family into game design stuff uh, <laughs> that, that really uh, struck a chord with me. So um, I was, um, I was thrilled to see that. So that, that and was really, I, I haven't read those pesky words yet, but I do know that uh, this game design was conceived at Thanksgiving. This came out at the end of February and so basically yeah, wow. over the course of three months, not only was this game made, but also the engine to create similar games. Yeah. I, it just blows my mind. I can't believe that a project this fleshed out could be finished that quickly. And he did the art for it too. Yeah, <laughs> like, that's crazy. That's insane. That's insane. I don't know how that guy keeps a job and a family and makes these games so frequently. It's very impressive and by the way if i haven't said it already i had a an awesome time with this game i really enjoyed it as i mentioned before a sierra kid growing up uh i i love the space quest games too you know i had space quest king's quest police quest i did all the quests and this was such a lovely spiritual successor to that so nice work cool yeah it was a good time. Didn't oversay it's welcome. Easy for even a guy like me that doesn't uh, generally like this type of game. Don, Don blew through it in a fraction of the time, I think, that it took Ryan and I. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> Don really... Pretty, pretty good for someone who claims they yeah. don't like point-and-click games. <laughs> it wasn't ab- abstract stuff. It was... It was no very well designed. hamster in the microwave I stuff. Thought. Yeah. yeah. It was yeah. Cool. The hamster in the microwave is optional, Don. Well, granted, I'm just saying, I don't think I could beat Day of the Tentacle again. This one I could handle. Although, okay, so uh, one last criticism. I wish the three, it's got three save files. I wish it would like mark them or something. Like put a stamp on the one that is in progress. Yeah. Because like I always use file two so that in case my kids hop on something, they will mess up file one. But then like there's no indicator of which file you're using. Yeah. And then once you beat the game, it erases it. Or or even let the player name the character or something. Or number of points hovering over it. Mm -hmm. Some some indicator. Yeah. 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 That's a good call. So I had 141 out of 146. Mm -hmm. And I wanted to go back and find the five I was missing. And it was back at zero. Yeah. So, oh well. I, I was 143. And Ryan, you were... 144 sorry yeah yeah <laughs> you did it um always the high score chain. Yeah, yeah um so i did look in the manual to see which points that i missed uh and uh the points that i missed were things that i couldn't have gone back and done uh even if i had access to go back into the world so um I have no idea i must have missed a delivery since they're worth five points but i don't know 
There's a variety what? of oh small optional tasks. I bet I know what mine was. Because <laughs> mine had that glitch with delivering the play date. Mine was bugged. I delivered the play date without doing anything at the very beginning of the game. Whoa, okay. Uh, I never got the play date. I just went over and delivered it right away. Wow, that would change I bet I didn't get the credit entire for game. It. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> Must have missed a few benches in there too. Anyway. No, that was five points. That was five yeah. points short. Five points for the delivery. <laughs> Shut up, Ryan. <laughs> That's what I'm here for. It's your last episode. All right. We, anything else you want to say? I think we're good. Um, so thanks for this game. Had a lot of fun. Uh, enjoyed my first time as captain here. And uh, really trashing on the game before we got into all the Jesus. good stuff. Uh, <laughs> Keep bringing it up, Nick. We forgot to mention that we were given copies of this game. Jeez, we should have uh, really said that. So you and, and Ryan were. Uh, I, I ended up buying it because I didn't oh. I didn't realize. But um, I or forgot or something. But anyway. Now we know why he's trashing the thing. Jeez. No. It's all um, left out. Uh, I thought it was worth the price, and, and I bought the uh, extended version that had the, the guide and everything. Um, nice. Well point and it. clicks forever. Yes. All right. You've um, been listening to the Hello Playday podcast. <laughs> Playdaypodcast.com. Join us on Discord. See you in a few weeks. See you next time for my next last episode. <laughs> Got quite the streak going. All right. Bye.